you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. We certainly hope this finds you well and serving God. And so thankful that you've taken this opportunity to be part of this community and to be with us. So here we are again this morning. Kevin's still out there in Barstow. Tell us a little bit about Barstow, Kevin. Well, Barstow is the, uh, it's a high desert. And as such, I got out of the, uh, the really rainy side of Southern California. I'm in the Mojave. It's, um, it's windy. It's, um, it's boring and ugly, to be honest with you. If you're from, if you're from Bars, if you're from Barstow, I'm sorry. But uh, all you Army guys that have that have done training out at uh, NTC National Training, been there, done uh, that. Even camp, bought a T-shirt. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you would agree that the sandbox is is aptly named. Yeah. Yeah, I was hiding. We we would dig. So they have all these tank holes and stuff. So sadly, there's always a vehicle being hurt there. Thankfully, most times people are not hurt there, but I was, I was cruising along one night and it went in a tank hole <laughs> and uh, it was a tank trap. And, you know, obviously, and I was in a backhoe, uh, I was doing backhoe work at night. Uh, I was trying to fortify in a position and digging out a position. Sometimes you do that in the middle of the night and I just went in a tank hole. And the great thing is I could use the boom in the back to kind of help pull me out of there. And I got out of there, but that place, Wow. Wow. I, you know, I, I think I did 90 days there and it was, it was the equivalent of 20 years elsewhere in my life. You know, (laughs) it it took, it took 20 years to get through those 90 days, man. It was ugly. I remember coming in the shower after 30 something days and we, and and there's two ways you can, I hate to get into this. We're going to hop here in this broadcast in just a second, but I, you you know, I, I have to say before I forget, I need to, I need to say, thank God it has been rainy in Southern California. I know these people that are listening have heard me complain for the last month and it has rained uh, for the, for a month basically, but I'm out of it. So Barstow's beautiful to me right now. I need, I need to be thankful, but I'll leave it at that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, there's two ways to shower when you're in the military and you're over 30 days. There's one group of people that wants to be in first and they get in a shower before their clothes are even off trying to get to the hot water. <laughs> and then there's, <laughs> then there's this, they're literally throwing their clothes out of the shower. And then there's the second group of people, which always included me, which you let everybody do that crazy thing. And then you wait about an hour after you hear them screaming about how cold the water is and life stinks and they should have joined the Air Force or something. And then, <laughs> then you go take a shower in that steaming hot water. You can get no one's time in your head. Nobody could care. And uh, uh, so anyway, so anyway, folks, we promised yesterday we were going to go from healing. Now, allowing God to heal uh, us. I think it comes with a price or responsibility in my mind. Uh, Biblically, bear ye one another's burdens is what the Bible says over Galatians 6 too. So fulfill the law of Christ. So that's my point where I'm saying, I think God has given us an order to bear ye each other's burdens, to go help one another. Over in 1 Thessalonians 5, 14, it says, now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, 
support the weak and be patient toward all men. I think in those two verses, I know Kevin will share some with us, but I think it's pretty clear that as Christians, as children of God, as people who've had life spoken into our souls, as people who've accepted Jesus Christ, uh, we've got a responsibility. And, and that responsibility is to take those trials, that hurt and that healing we've been through and share it with others and say, man, the yoke is so much lighter on this side, Kevin. It's so much lighter when I hop into work with God and I start helping folks like you because healing is helping. What are you thinking, brother? Yeah, well, you had said that it, um, there's responsibility and, you know, not only is it, um, is it a, like a, it's incumbent. In other words, it, 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 there's an oughtness. You, you ought to go help people. If you've been helped, it's just moral. It's the right thing to do, but also it's a secret to your healing. So we talked about healing yesterday and I'm thinking, you know, if I was hurt and I am healing to the degree I've discovered that, that I reach out and say, Hey, this is what God's doing for me. This, you know, I don't, I don't know the full story of what it's going to be. I, I'm no, I'm no expert. I'm, I'm in kindergarten on this healing thing, but I can tell you that God draws near to those that have a broken heart. And, and so let me encourage you just doing that is, is an essential to healing. So I'm thinking about that, but on the, um, on the, uh, oughtness part, you know, um, Deborah in the book of judges, she, she stepped in when there was a bunch of lily livered men that weren't doing anything to protect their country. They weren't helping. So she stepped in and she asked, uh, the rest of, you know, Israel to come to help against, um, Sisera and that crowd. But if I got the right enemy there, but, uh, the Midianites, but, but anyway, she, in her song of deliverance or her, her song of victory at the end, she said she had a lot to say about the people who didn't come help. She said, curse ye Miraz, said the angel of the Lord, curse ye bitterly the inhabitants thereof, because they came not to the help of the Lord, to the help of the Lord against the mighty. And uh, there is another place where it said for the um, for the divisions of Reuben, there were great thoughts of heart. And uh, and then it says in the next verse, this is Judges 5, 15 and 16. Uh, Why abodest thou among the sheepfolds to hear the bleeding of the flock? For the division of Reuben, there were great searchings of heart. So I think it's I think that the. The biggest enemy of helping others is is probably laziness. It certainly was in the case of Israel here. They just were like, you know what? I'm doing pretty good. I'm not going to be a risk taker and and step out and and say something or reach out to that person who's in my church or that person that's in my life, that person behind the counter at the Chinese store, you know, who and I'll be honest with you, like I said yesterday, when that person at the Chinese food place said, what are you doing? And I said, I, I, yeah, I'm here for PTS helping with PTSD. And she opened up with her situation. Doug, you know what it's like. It's not like I was expecting that. And I was just felt like spring loaded with good answers and desire. I was here to get Chinese food and she was scooping it into a, a foam sectioned plate and it was looking really good. And and instead of, of the food, you know, poor me, I had to try to help this lady. But you know what? It was incumbent. I had 
responsibility mm. to to take this when she said yeah. i found my sister hanging in the backyard wow i i had to stop and just look her in the eye and make sure that i i you know any empathy glands in my soul were not stopped up and um I was just like, Lord, let the tears flow because this person is telling me about the worst day in their life. And, um, and it, I praise God, you know, my eyes did, you know, water up because, um, I want to be that way. I don't want to be someone that, that is not there to help. I want to be there and saying, God, here am I send me, Oh, it's already here at the Chinese restaurant. This is what I'm sent to. Okay, Lord, you've been working in me. I can at least pass along to them. And she really appreciated it. She was a Catholic gal. Far as I can tell, she needed the Lord as her savior. But um, I gave her a, a in fact, she was Spanish, Hispanic, Latina. And I gave her a little card with a QR code oh, uh, to great. a gospel for the, yeah, of, of uh, English-speaking Spanish people giving the gospel. Excellent stuff. Then gave her all kind of PTSD stuff and QR codes to the Wounded Spirits video about suicide. And, brother, it was just good. Yeah, I, I like that story. I'm glad you helped her out. I, I think that's pretty wonderful. You know, the Bible says over here in Colossians 3, 12 through 14, put on, therefore, as the elect of God, people who are saved, who have accepted Jesus Christ, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy. And I, I always stop there when we when the Bible says bowels of mercy. Remember, in, in, in the biblical days, when it talked about your bowels, that was as far as one could go from their mouth, from things they ate, things they swallowed, things they talked about deep deep in your body to have mercy mm -hmm. to be as deep as possible at saying uh that's what that verse is talking about there to real deeply and emotionally wrap behind this kindness humbleness of mind meekness long suffering forbearing one another and forgiving one another if any man have a call against any even as christ forgave you so also do ye and above all things, put on charity, the word love there, the, the King James word for love, which is the bond of perfectness. And, and, and so here we are, we're in this position that we want to help. And, and, and God's reminding us that, that, that we should have mercies deep within our heart and soul. Kevin had that. As deep as you can go in your body, he had mercy for that lady. And that's not something we wake up with. That's something we got to pray about, prepare ourselves. God, you me, as Kevin said. Listen, we'll be right back with this broadcast. Hang with us. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. Thanks for hanging with us. And when those mercies are deep within you, when they're as deep as you can possibly get, you find that kindness, that kindness should exude from us. And, and sometimes that's a hard thing. And, and folks, I, I get that as I say this to you, that, you know, as we're looking here at Colossians 3, 12 through 14, kindness is hard. It's something you purposely have to do. It's real. And, uh, and then there's a humbleness of mind. Uh, you know, where others matter, 
more than you. There's a humility that where you place others ahead of yourself. And uh, in this meekness, it's not overpowering people. And, you know, this is a verse that I have to look at and say, what are you talking to me about here, God? And then long-suffering, boy, being patient, really, really helping folks out, forbearing one another, you know, helping each other out, throwing out a hand when you got to throw a hand out, and uh, having a coffee with somebody, forgiving one another, if any man have a qual against thee, even as Christ forgave you, you you forgive them is what God's saying. I forgave you, you forgive them. And above all these things, put on that charity, that love, which is the bond of perfectness. And I think somewhere, Kevin, that all this mixed together only happens with a person who gets up and gets right with God and has their heart right with God. We, we don't wake up in this mode. Uh, we are, you know, we're, we're born... Uh, not this way. There, there's, you know, we're, we're, we can be a, a, a worldly guy or gal, or we can be a godly guy or gal. But to be a godly guy or gal, it takes a little bit of work. It takes a little bit of prayer. It takes a, a whole lot of forgiveness. It takes a whole lot of kindness. It takes having mercy on people from as deep as you can go, Kevin. Just, it's, it's part of you. Mm. Yeah. Paul said of Timothy, I have no man, Timothy was his assistant, and he said, I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your estate. I think it was Timothy. And he said, for all men seek their own, not the things which be Christ's. And, you know, it's it does take every morning, like you said, getting up and and not seeking our own. I mean, it's you got to do that on purpose because we are brute beasts. We get up, we want to find the feeding bowl, we want to find the coffee cup, we want to find the the latte, whatever it is. And and I'm the same way. You know, at 4:45 this morning, I was filling a cup of tea because I physically needed, you know, I needed my Yankee hot tea with cream and sweetener to get going. But um, but really, it takes a decision to to try to load up your own, um, your own spiritual ammunition dump, you know, your, um, your, 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 uh, your armory it, to, to get the armory ready to go out and help people. And, um, you know, I was, I was looking while you're talking, Doug, and what you said was, was, a, it, it was, it was so true. It was a springboard on the idea that when we are in need of help, <clears throat> And we then receive help. It equips us to help people. Perfect example is David fleeing from Saul. So for year after year after year, the great young king, king in waiting, he had already been anointed, was running from Saul for his life from the narcissist of narcissists. This guy here was projecting his own um, problems onto other people on his son, Jonathan and on David. Anyway, at one point he's out hiding in caves and this is what God did for him. God sent helpers. And it says in first Chronicles 12, verse 19, there fell some of Manasseh to David when he came with the Philistines against Saul to battle, but they helped them not for the Lords of the Philistines uh, upon advisement, sent him away saying he will fall to a, uh, to his master Saul. So he left the Philistines, didn't get any help there. And it says he went to Ziklag, there fell to him of Manasseh, and it lists people 
uh, Adna, Josabab, and so forth. And it says this, and they helped David against the band of the rovers, for they were all mighty men of valor and captains of the hosts. And I read that and it just, it just jumped off the page, Doug, because I got thinking, you know what? The first thing to do is just like we talked about yesterday, go get help, get healing. And while you're there, if you know anything about this story, this, it says for at that time, day by day, there came to David to help him until it was a great host, like the host of God. So, David became a captain over these people that were coming to help him. So he surrounded himself with people that would help him to help others. And there's just something to that uh, as far as a good strategy of life to, to, you know, if, if there's a narcissist abusing you or if you've been through PTSD of any sort, surround yourself with men of valor, women of valor. Don't surround yourself with other, uh, you know, yes men, other narcissists, other people. Uh, I'm thinking about some people in my own, you know, experience that were going through something. And so they went to someone that flattered them and was like a little antichrist to them. And it's like, oh, you guys are wonderful. And it's, it's, it has to do with the, uh, this Bible believing Christianity that you've been exposed to. You've been, you know, exposed to systemic, uh, spiritual abuse. And anyway, um, this guy unfortunately hurt a lot of people. Well, he was my narcissist. On the other side of that is that eventually these people were able to go talking to people that were mighty men of valor. In other words, they weren't going after cheap uh, um, affirmation. They weren't uh, trolling for compliments. They weren't fishing for you know validity in their own bitterness. They were actually. Um, looking to help. And, and I, you know, people like that will go on to be successful. Unfortunately, a lot of folks, Doug, do go seeking after just a group hug, yeah. just a bunch of, you know, Facebook likes, just a bunch of uh, cheap stuff that, that really doesn't require any accountability. Uh, and instead of, instead of rising up and helping others, you end up being just someone who spends your life recovering. I'm, 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 I'm trying to get healed. I'm trying to get healed. Well, if you go to the right people, you become like David who had, who surrounded himself with people that were there to help him. Like at a wounded spirits retreat is a great example. Surround yourself with people like that. And then you will naturally almost without fail, go from there equipped, desired, fired up, desiring to help people. That's what, that's what I think uh, would be a great goal for me and anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. And remembering that Saul was appointed, was the first king of Israel, this this huge, likable, wonderful, friendly guy. His armor was so big, it was too big for David. I mean, a guy who was picked out for having a huge brain, having a huge body, whatever the case may be, was perfect to be a king. And then along the way, you know, God appoints David to be his successor, this young shepherd boy, to be the next king of Israel. And and I know many of us have read Christian leadership books and stuff. And, there, you know, there wasn't a time frame set, but Saul was so jealous 
jealous of David's popularity and success, and mm-hmm. he was so resentful of him. It's, it, it, it would kind of like having a president hate their vice president, kind of like what it is now. <laughs> but uh, no. uh, but here's Saul trying to take him out. You know, you and, and, and folks, can I tell you something? You cannot hurt God's anointed if God says no. That's why we put on the yoke of God. That's why we help other people put on the yoke of God to leave their troubles, to leave their couches, to leave their house, to open the shades, to uh, you know take a vacation, to be in the church, to love God, is because when we put on the yoke of God, we've got a job to do. And David had a job to do. And, and, and you know, David could have taken out Saul with all these different things around him. And in the end, Saul did die in battle. And David did become the new king. We know the rest of the story. Uh, But there's so many lessons in David's relationship with Saul and trusting God, uh, staying away from the knuckleheads. I mean, I think we could do a whole book on this real quick, to be honest with you. And I know Mm -hmm. we're at the end of uh, today's broadcast. I just want to say, come on back tomorrow. So we've covered so far this week, we've talked about healing and then helping those that are healing. And then I want to go to a place where we have an effective ministry for God. So come on back tomorrow and be part of that. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.